Yo, welcome back to Two Under Par. I am your host, and I am alone today. Uh, we've got Tony Bag of Donuts working on closing on his house, so he's away. We got Slamo the Bamo down in Florida working on his game, so he is out of commission this week, but. We made a commitment to keep pumping out episodes every week. So today I'm going to give you a quick episode of where my head's at for this Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, touch on the Puerto Rico Open briefly. Um, not too familiar with the tournament. And and the field is basically, you know, similar to the Honda Classic last week. A Bitcoin Fairy Tour event. So uh, some names I recognize, some names I'm interested in playing, but mostly focused on the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So let's get right down to it. First of all, last year we had Scotty Scheffler take it home. I remember uh, I had a Victor Hovland ticket, ended up tied for second, I believe. Uh, pretty tough way to lose that one. It looked like it, it was really good for most of that fourth round. And then, you know, shit happened. Scotty went Scotty and uh, he took away with the, with the uh, wind. Now, this year, we've got a, another loaded field. Yes, we've got your boy John Rahm at the top at plus 600 snooze fest. You guys know how I feel about that. However, if John Rahm's going to keep making these tournaments boring, I'm going to start reaping the benefits. So all I'm going to do for when John Rahm is playing in golf tournaments, I'm just going to put a half unit on his top five every time. So this week, we've got it at plus 150. If John Rom's going to ruin it and just be really, really good, I'm at least going to make a few bucks off of it. So give me John Rom for my first bet, top five, plus 150, just a half unit. And like I said, this isn't because there's no breakdown to explaining why John Rom's going to win a golf tournament. He's the best golfer in the world right now. Um, he's just dominating everybody. It, it's hilarious to watch. And we talked about it a little bit last week. It still has nothing on the dominance that Tiger used to do. But all that being said, if he is going to be boring and go out and just be in contention this week, I want to get a little bit out of it. So give me a half unit on his top five. Moving on to some of the other picks and reasons behind them. First of all, I guess not first of all, we're kind of a few minutes into it, but Arnold Palmer Invitational, um, it's at Bay Hill, and it looks like we're going to get some wind this weekend. Thursday seems to be, as of right now, pretty calm for most of the day. The wind should pick up in the afternoon to about 10 miles an hour, but on Friday, where things are going to get interesting, we're going to see wind up in the 20 mile an hour range in for the Friday afternoon. That means those guys that are off Thursday morning, Friday afternoon wave are most likely going to have to deal with the wind the most and probably get fucked, uh, which sucks. But there's one or two guys that I'm looking at that are in that wave that I still feel confident playing. Um, Jason Day. Jason Day is back. If you are unaware, let me enlighten you just a little bit of what Jason Day has been doing. Um in the 2022-2023 season, this starts back in the Fortinet Championship back in September. 
He has missed two cuts in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tournaments. He's missed two cuts. So it's nine for eleven making the cut. And since the calendar flipped over, he hasn't missed a cut. So he's four for four. And he's top 20 in all four of those. And he's top 10 in three of those. It's usually one stinker round in the 70s where he shoots even that puts him out of contending to win the tournament. But he has been so steady. He's been so good. He's been healthy. So I'm going to take a Jason Day top 20 here. Um, the Jason Day top 20. We are looking at plus 125, so we're getting plus money on it. Uh, that's all I was looking for with this. And most likely will be the only person I play to win outright. Um, I don't really like the value across the board. This is usually pretty chalky tournament where you're not going to get those long shots uh, like an Eric Cole last week that uh, really had a chance to win. We hopped on him live on Sunday and uh, really threw that one away. That was unfortunate. Um, so you're not going to see any of those guys. Prob you're probably not going to see any of those guys contend, right? Uh, if they do, that will be awesome, and I'll be here for it, but you probably won't see it. Um, so I don't think there's a lot of value in playing um, any long shots to win it. There's always going to be value in playing long shots to play top 40. Don't get me wrong, but to win it, you're probably better off not doing it. At least I am. I'll look live on Sunday, Saturday, if I feel necessary. But Jason Day, top 20. That's definitely going to be a play for me. Um, moving on to other guys. And honestly, you've heard me say him a lot, but I'll be playing Tom, Tom Kim. Top. Top. Minus 135 to top 40. It'll probably be a Tom Kim top 20 half unit play for me this week with Tom Kim. Uh, plus 170 to top 20. Never mind. Uh, that's not really worth it. I, I want to play him. I, I think I'll just stick with the. I, I wanted to do top 40, top 20 for Tom Kim. Maybe I'll do that. A unit on the top 40, a half unit on the top 20. I know he hasn't been playing his best golf lately. Um in the past couple of weeks, but he, he's got a little rest and I don't think this is a course that should hurt him because he's elite on par threes and he's fantastic on par fives. And that's really where you need to excel. You look at guys that have success here, like Rory, no surprise on that, but really just gains all his strokes on the par fives. So um, Tom Kim plays a par fives really well and he's a top five par three player. Uh, in the on tour and uh, you always got to perform well on par three especially here you got some tough par threes so i like tom kim top 40 top 20 mark me down for that um two other guys i am looking at we're going to little uncharted territory playing the hot hand with uh gary woodland uh played very well anthony talked about it a couple of weeks ago leading up to the uh, Riv. He said this course fits well for Woodland for a breakout to get back on track. And, you know, I wanted to see him put one through and he put one through. Gary Woodland has had a lot of success here in, in his career, believe it or not. So let's go to results course. We're going to sort by Bay Hill. I believe he was top five here last year. Uh, yep. Solo fifth here last year, shot three under the, conditions are really tough um 
He's played in, that was the first time he's played in it since 2016. So it's been a while since he played in it before that. Uh, but before that, he made four out of six cuts, a couple of top 20s. It looks like borderline top 20. So what I'm going to do is play Gary Woodland top 40, play Gary Woodland top 20. Where is he on this? He should be a little bit plus money, plus 100 to top 40. Yes, sir. Bartender, I'll have another. And plus 280 to top 20. That will be sprinkled. And one final fella I will be uh, touching upon here. Let me rephrase that. One one more guy, one more Canadian here. We're going to hop over the border to uh, to Canada here. A guy I've notoriously faded in my in my short betting uh, career here, but I can't ignore it. Uh, I can't ignore Corey Connors. I I bet against him a lot, uh, but he's been playing some solid golf. The last time we saw him was at the Genesis and the Waste in the Phoenix. Didn't necessarily play well, but didn't blow up at all. He had a bad Saturday at Genesis that really kind of put him out of placement range but uh, more so what I'm looking for is make cuts which he's made a bunch of cuts in a row that means he's playing steady consistent golf and will have a chance to get into that top 40 range and more importantly when we look at course history here 11th last year third the year before that so I think he's kind of figured out this course it looks like not afraid to play in the wind not afraid of the tough conditions Um, so he's played well ish lately but he's played well here and getting back to a course when you're kind of on the cusp of breaking out we saw it with gary woodland when you've been playing like okay uh golf and you get to a place that really suits you it's great time to break out so i'm going to try to snipe a Corey connor's breakout here with a top 40 at minus 110 i think and a plus and a top 20 at plus 240 that's what I'm doing this week for all my placements. Last week, four and two on placements. Should have been four and one, but I let those idiots talk me into playing Satoshi Kodaira uh, again at the Honda, even though he burned me last year at the Honda. I let them convince me that he was going to put it together. He didn't. It's the same thing he did last year. Shot a 78 opening round and shot like a two under uh, on, on day two, just a little too late. So uh, got back on track there. I'm still really up and down with the matchups, more down than up. So I'm going to go a little bit later, kind of do half unit plays this week and next week until I can get back on track. A couple of matchups I am targeting. If anybody's curious and wants to get ahead of it before I finalize it and post it on Twitter, I like Taylor Pendrith and his matchup. And I like Sam Burns and his matchup. That was off the rip uh, of what I saw based on all the groups. Let me bring up some other pairings. I think those are the two. Oh, excuse me. Those were the two favorites. Uh, my favorite matchups that I saw. I like Pendrith because he has like solid history here. He's been kind of sneaking along, playing some good golf. Let me see who he was paired up with. I think he was going to have some good value. Oh, he's playing with Ben Griffin and Grayson Sig, so he's probably going to be the favorite there. He might be uh, pretty close to Ben Griffin, um, who we played last week and was solid, not too crazy. Uh, a lot of guys that I played last week, Justin Sue, you guys know I played him last week, top five. Um, ben On was in contention there for a little bit. He's playing again this week. Uh, and then we played Sepp Strzok at defending champs, top five. 
I don't know. I did not understand the disrespect to him. And then we played Ben Griffin as well. So those were good. SH Kim let me down. I, I got to let him figure it out because he just has not been performing well once he gets into the weekend. Um, and other matchups that caught my eye, let me look through. I don't, I, I'm probably going to take a chance. I say take a chance, but Scotty Scheffler or Justin Thomas, I think I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler. It's chalky, it's boring, but Matt Fitzpatrick's my guy. He just has not looked healthy. So he's kind of on. Oh, here, here's, here's a fade piece. Thomas Detry, that fucking jabroni withdrew because he shit the bed on Thursday. Fucked me out of my DFS. Uh, was like three points away from winning some good money in DFS. If Thomas Detry just played the second round and got 15 points, I would have been had a really nice DFS week. Did not play it. Or uh, he did not. He withdrew after his opening round 78. I want to fade him, spite bet. He's playing with Taylor Moore or Alex Smalley. So I'm probably going to be playing one of those. Um, I'm, and we didn't talk about, you know, podcast favorite, Silent Tagala. Um, I'm a little scared to play him here, but he's in a group with Ben on and Alex Noren. So I, two guys that genuinely I like, actually, I don't really, I'm kind of scared to fade Alex Noren in Florida. Cause that's where he puts the best. That's known. He, he lives there. He practices there. He loves playing in Florida. So I'm a little scared to do that. But uh, Sahit Tagala over Ben on and Alex Noren could be a look. Uh, Adam Shank has been playing kind of decent lately against Minwoo Moo and Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder's been banged up. Uh, so I, I don't mind fading him. Uh, let's see here. Who else? Yeah, Sam Burns is playing against Chris Kirk and Jordan Spieth. So I think Jordan Spieth is going to have trouble here. I don't mind fading Chris Kirk after that huge emotional win for him. Um, Jason Day is playing with Hovland and Zalatoris. No interest in taking any matchup there when I'm already going to have some action on Jason Day. Uh, Seamus Power is playing with Sung JM and Cam Young. I don't mind Seamus Power there. He's played really well uh, for for a while now. Um, let's see who else. Justin Sue might be a play. He's playing with Cole Hammer, Cole Hammer and Greg Cock. I think uh, Cole Hammer is just a, a major fade until he proves me wrong. He really hasn't proved me wrong, so I think fading him is a good look. Um, and Justin Sue, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, he's been playing well. And also, shout out to uh, Tony sniping the Ben Taylor play last week. That was an incredible call. Uh, ben Taylor, top five again, I think, or top ten at least. He was in contention on the weekend, so another great play there from the podcast. We really played well last weekend. Um, be on the lookout for tweets for the Puerto Rico open. I know he's all over that. He's got a bunch of long shots that, uh, he, he wants to, to play on. Um, here's an interesting one too. Tony Finau over Mackenzie Hughes and Ches Revy. Tony Finau, if he's plus money, it's going to be hard to pass that up. Um, Shane Lowry is in a group with Joel Dahman and Garrett Kigo. I don't mind taking Domin or Lowry because I don't think Higo will keep that hot putter going from last week. So definitely a lot of leans out there on the board, uh, but nothing locked in yet. I don't think that they have been put up. Let me just check uh, my book to see if we have any actual odds up for any of these yet. Uh, 
nope, looks like we just have props, round one leader, and winner. So who knows if I'm even going to get matchups on my book this week. Uh, maybe it's a blessing that they don't have them. And a lot of people will probably wonder what we want to do with Max Homa. Look, Max Homa is an awesome dude. He's great for golf. He's playing very well. I need to see him put one together outside of the state of California. He loves playing out there. It's where he grew up. He's very comfortable out there. It's very obvious at this point, right? I don't know if I can get by. Let, I, I want to see him put one through. He's got no. He's really got no value anyways. He's up there with the big dogs now with Scheffler, Rory, and John Rahm. He's the fourth shortest. Um, I don't really have any interest in taking anything Max Homer related. Who's he's probably playing with? I haven't seen his group. He's playing with Rory and Tyrrell Hatton. So Tyrrell Hatton's won here before and finished runner-up last year, and Rory shot seven under here at round one and then fell apart last year. So he's playing with big dogs that love this place. Um, I don't doubt that he will play well. I just don't have any interest in um, in playing him. That's kind of where my mind's at for this tournament. Kind of a chalky one here, and we've got the players next week, which you can get a little bit more fun with some some longer uh, odd players. But this week, really tough course. Um, you got to play well in the par fives and the par threes. That's why I like Tom Kim. I didn't dive too deep into any of these long shot guys to see, you know, how would uh, – oh, Keith Mitchell's actually a guy I'm interested in kind of playing. I like this matchup against Patrick Roberts, Patrick Rogers and Hayden Buckley. Uh, Mitchell's played well. I think he's going to continue to play well. I think he has a good history here as well. So Keith Mitchell's one to keep an eye on there. Um, that That's about it for me. Um, the boys didn't have anything they wanted me to pass along. Let me just check. Or, yep, it will uh, – nothing to pass along. I can almost guarantee you Sam will be on Jason Day as well. He's a Jason Day guy, and we know he plays well in the wind, so the wind should not impact him. Um, that That's going to be it. We got a short episode since it's just me rambling for 20 minutes, but if you listened, thank you. Good luck this week, and be sure to check out Big News over at Small State Big Takes and House Enterprise. Those are the boys. Obviously, it's my main podcast, so big news coming over there. Uh, especially for you Massachusetts folks. I know some of you are Massachusetts, so pay attention over there and uh, be ready for that mobile sports betting launch uh, next, you know, in a couple weeks. So I'm going to say, go listen, go check out the Twitter to see more. Um, appreciate everybody that tunes in. Hope this was helpful. Me rambling on for 20 minutes. It is what it is. Hope someone gets you out of it. Let's have a fucking week.